Welcome to the City Confessions. I'm Marianne Yip, a native New Yorker, and I'm here to discuss all the thoughts that go to the minds of people living in New York City. Since I'm a native who was born and raised in a city that never sleeps, I come across people who are constantly in a rush. I would like to take a moment to sit down and talk about what's on their minds and what keeps them up at night. So sit back and let's dive into these confessions of people I know and people I just met. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to this week's episode of the City Confessions. Today, I have Dr. Lauren Becker. She is a general and cosmetic dentist based in New York City, and she is known as the literally the coolest dentist ever, which I'm obsessed. So hi, Dr. Lauren. How are you? And welcome to my show. Thanks for having me. So why don't you tell us who you are and what you do? And let me just like, before we begin, I, like many people probably hate the dentist. (laughs) So that's why I'm so excited to talk to you because hopefully you can change my mindset about dentistry. (laughs) Yeah, so that was really, you know, one of the main things I wanted to do was change, you know, change the stigma of of what the dentist Mm -hmm. feels like. Um, most people, you know, think of old white haired men, um, which is a lot of what you see like lecturing or Mm. the faces of dentistry in these, you know, sterile, cold, unwelcoming environment. And, you know, just trying to change that perception of, of, you know, the dentist being scary and create an experience for patients that's comfortable and comforting. Um, I mean, from the minute patients walk in the door, I I never like patients to call me. Well, I, I should rewind. If you call me Lauren without first telling me to call it, if you call me Lauren before calling me Dr. Becker, I'm offended. But if you, people say, hi, nice to meet you, Dr. Becker. I say, please call me Lauren. Because mm-hmm. we should feel the same, even though I went to a lot more school and have a lot more student loans than most people. <laughs> Um, I still want people to feel that they can relate to me and to talk to me. It's a very, it's not just a medical, that your teeth are not just a medical thing. There's so much emotional connection to mm. your teeth and your smile and self-consciousness and, and things like that, that I want people to be able to open up to me and relate to me. Wow, I love that. And yeah. if I'm not mistaken, where did you grow up? Are you a New Yorker? I I born and raised. I grew up on Long Island. Oh my god, I love uh, it. Yeah. Um I moved to the city uh right after college, mm-hmm. um which was also in New York. Um and then I went to NYU for dental school. Um and I never left. I I moved back to Long Island for two or three years, I was doing my residency out there and my husband was working out there. So we were, okay, we'll do the next logical thing that people do when they, you know, get engaged and move to Long Island and buy a house. And we hated it. Um, (laughs) So we moved back to the city. We did the opposite of what everybody else does. (laughs) I was like, you want to have a family? I want to move back to the city. And he was like, okay. And I'm like, that's all talk. I would have had a baby years ago. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I love Uh, that you love the city so much. Yeah, I mean, 
what's not to love minus mm-hmm. the subway bombings and all yeah I'm in the city know. But, you know we we stuck it stuck it out here through COVID we can mm-hmm. we can stick it out through through this too Absolutely. So tell me about how your interest for dentistry even started. Do you remember a specific time in your childhood or in school or like when was it when you were like, I want to become a dentist when I grow up? So the first time I went to the orthodontist uh, to get my braces, right? This Uh man was like, okay, like he did nothing. Like not that he did nothing. He does everything, but from my perception as a 12 year old or however old I was, he had 10 chairs lined up and he would just go from chair to chair and tell people what to do. Barely touched my mouth and was like, all right, $6,000. And I was like, $6,000, $6,000, $6,000, $6,000. I'm like, this guy's got to figure it out. I'm like, I want to be a dentist. Wow. And you know, my mom always says like, <laughs> when Lauren wants something, Lauren, Lauren sets up to get it no matter what it takes. And it was like, I said it. And it was like, I never looked back or thought any differently or wanted to do anything else. Mm-hmm. Sometimes now I want to do something. Right. <laughs> something yeah. Um, but I, I couldn't imagine doing, doing anything else. Mm-hmm. I mean, I get to do basically arts and meet people all day long who can't talk back to me, which is like my dream come true. Right? Just, just hear myself talk all day. And um, <laughs> And I get to meet all different kinds mm-hmm. of people all day long. And then like the physical dentistry is actually just like doing arts and crafts, which <laughs> I'm, I'm a very crafty person. I love, you know, I love to do things with my hands. So like I always say, if I couldn't, I couldn't have a desk job mm-hmm. and I also really can't, can't work for anybody else. Yeah. I need to be close. So absolutely. So obviously I only have the perspective of being, being a patient in a dentist's office, but I'm so curious to understand like what goes on in your mind. And I think a lot of people, we don't like the dentist because of the ambiance. And of course, it's not comfortable to, to have anything like, you know, like working in your teeth and it can be a little painful. But from yeah. your perspective, like when you're working with patients, like what is that like? Because you're like looking at mouths all day. like. I'm curious to know what goes on in your mind. <laughs> so for me, it's just like, like it would be like for you recording a podcast. My okay. One of my closest friends is a gynecologist. And when I was pregnant with my child, she worked at the hospital or was having the baby. Okay. And she was like, do you want me to be, I'm not going to be there. I'm, I'm on call at a different hospital, but do mm-hmm. you want me to change my call so I could be there when you have the baby? And I was like, <gasps> No, I don't want you to be there. I don't want her to see my, my, have a baby. Like, absolutely not. Right. And then when it like, came time for me to go into labor, I called her. I'm like, please come here. Mm-hmm. It's just like, like, it's for, it's just like looking at another part Got of the body. It. And when, when we, when I work, I'm looking through loops that are 3.5 times magnification. Mm-hmm. So I'm really yeah. looking, like, I'm not looking here. I'm right. looking here mm. multiplied by 3.5 and honestly half the time when I'm in my element doing dentistry it's like do you ever drive somewhere and like you're like you're driving and you're li- singing or whatever you're listening mm. to music and then you're like I don't even know how I got from yep yeah that's kind of how dentistry feels to me that I'm so zoned in and focused on what I'm doing mm. individually step by step that I sometimes like it's like I blacked out. I don't, I'm like, 
I'm so focused that I don't know how I got from, from point A to point B, but right. the, the entire thing is just, you know, for us, like the ambiance for us are, are half the patients walk into our waiting room and are like, oh, sorry, I was looking for the dentist because we designed it to feel very much like a hotel lobby, like it has oh. a very chill, fun, really well-decorated vibe. Honestly, I would live in the office if there was a shower here, which I, also I wouldn't live here without a shower, but <laughs> just so patients keep coming back. Um, I, yeah. I need to shower, um, but it's beautifully decorated. Um, it makes you, it's made to make you feel very comfortable. Um, and, and we are, you know, my, my entire team, you know, when we as a collective, we've, we've all been together for years and, mm -hmm. and we really strive to get to know you as a patient so that you feel like you're just coming back to visit your friends. Mm -hmm. I mean, Bye. the amount of people that I have like hung out with outside of the office has become too wow. many. Wow, that's amazing, yeah. <laughs> Okay, so um, so far in your journey, what has been the biggest challenge? Because was it like in school? I know you've done a lot of um, learning. So um, I always say, you know, I could teach like if people are like, oh, like, would you lecture? Like my lecture would be about like what like what mistakes not to make because I've made every single every single one of them. Um, it's kind of like in high school, right? Or you, or in growing up, you learn algebra and sine, cosine, and and tangent waves and all this useless bullshit. But you don't know how to pay your taxes. Right. Dentistry is the same thing, right? You go to dental mm -hmm. school and you learn the Krebs cycle again and biochem and all this stuff that honestly isn't what I need to know when it comes down to taking care of a patient in the chair. And there's also so much more business things involved we don't you don't learn anything about so you come out of dental school and you're like all right let's time to make some money and you're like oh my god wait i don't know anything i'm doing um so it's a lot of a lot of learning on on the job um what to do and also what mistakes not to make not even just clinically but you know emotionally business-wise for example, my first job, I worked with someone for five years and I had signed a non-compete that didn't allow me to work oh, in no. a, basically in a, in a 40 block radius of his office and river to river. So mm -hmm. technically I couldn't work in the East River. Like if I wanted to practice in the city, I would have had to work in like the East River, which is where it like- Oh my God. And there, people are always like, oh, it's not enforceable, but it can end in a really ugly lawsuit. And mm -hmm. it's nobody, nobody ends up happy when there's a lawsuit, right? It's stressful, right. it's expensive. Um, so I made that mistake. And then I moved into, when I, I started working for somebody else whose um, who's wife ran the practice. Um, so that was also a mistake mm. I would never make again because every penny that comes in and out of that practice is, is hers. And there was too much emotional attachment to the business side of things. And it was very, it was a very challenging relationship. That's when I said, all right, uh, can I say the F curse? Yeah, fuck we it. curse here all the time. <laughs> fuck uh, it. <laughs> uh, fuck it, I'm doing this by myself. I'm like, it's scary. I don't know what I'm doing, but it's gotta be better than, than everything I did before this. Yeah. Um, 
And, and honestly, that's the biggest regret I have in my career is that I didn't do it sooner because I had met, I worked for different men my entire career who told me, you know, you're never, you'll never be successful. You're a glorified hygienist. Not that there's anything wrong with being a hygienist and doing your own cleanings, but you'll never amount to anything. And now I have, uh, uh, you know, very successful flourishing practice that's booked out two months in advance. So it's like, oh, well, I, I never amount to anything. Like I'll show you. Right. <laughs> like, yeah. So I wish, I wish I had done it sooner, but you can go backwards and mm-hmm. We just look towards the future and ways mm-hmm. to improve patients' experience and make, making people feel happy and comfortable, and accepting the fact that not I don't don't have to be for everybody. Not not yeah. everybody's gonna like me, and and that's okay. Yes, I share the same you know? mentality. It's probably New Yorkers in us. Exactly. And I don't like everybody either. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> so it's okay. And here you are today, the coolest dentist ever. Oh, I would love you. to know what the highlights were. I mean, I think you've kind of alluded to that, you know, starting yeah. your own business, growing your clientele, but has there been any story that you can also think of, whether it was with a patient or something that happened, you know, in your in your current years that you that made you feel really, really proud? Um some of uh... The little things make me feel really, really proud. Like a simple note from a patient, like, mm. you know, I I never liked my smile before and you made me feel confident and better or a nice note. And other, you know, career highlights are like, you know, professional athletes coming to my office and like, like getting a text from a professional pitcher, like on, on a baseball team. And I'm like, oh, oh my God, like, how did this happen? Like, right. how did this happen to yeah. me? I'm so lucky and fortunate. And you know what? Just just the simple day to day. I think one of the testaments to the beauty of what we've built here is that my my office manager and my my hygienist. My hygienist was my assistant, and then he went back to school at nighttime, and and he became my hygienist. And then my now assistant has been with us since the office opened. We really. We most dental offices have revolving doors of staff, and my staff, my office manager, my hygienist, we've been together for eleven years, Aww. and my assistant's been here almost four years now since we opened. And everybody cares about the practice, just as if it were their own, and it is very much just as much theirs as if as it is mine. And and I think, I think patients see that and understand that. I think that's really the the biggest reward for me is is you know people people feeling that warmth and that love that we have for each other and and feeling that comfort here when no, patient absolutely. Comes in, it's like oh I want to work here and I'm like you really <laughs> don't but thank you like that <laughs> yeah it means that you're you're understanding you know the vibe we're trying to to put out mm-hmm. and I love that because you're like tackling basically the stereotype of what a dentist visit is and you know yeah. I even said that the first like phrase or sentence um, of this podcast being like I hate the dentist so I'm really excited myself to visit your office yes, in about a month yeah so let's get into a quick dental tips I should yeah. say you always know you have to floss but why don't you give us your quick like three to five tips of taking care of your teeth uh, or just hygiene tips or anything that my listeners and the world can can take away 
Yeah. So, you know, the thing to remember with, with taking care of your teeth is um, we're not trying to reinvent the wheel here, you know, um, keep it, keep it simple and keep it classic, right? Like a piece of string in between your teeth before you brush once a day, brush twice a day, but at least floss at least once a day before you brush. And, you know, you're, you're doing more than, than the majority of Americans. Um, people are like, oh, I got those picks or I got an air flosser, you know, the gadgets are great, but at the end of the day, we have to remember that, that it's still an industry that sets, that's set out to make money. Mm. So it's like, for me, I have the fanciest electric toothbrush that money could buy. The mm. Rolls Royce toothbrush is safe, mm. but a Hyundai gets you the same place that a Rolls Royce will get mm. you, right? So I, I definitely do recommend an electric toothbrush, um, especially for people who don't floss all the time. Um, it, it's better breaking up the plaque and, and removing it from underneath the gum line. And, but it also forces fluid in between the teeth. So on days that you don't floss, it's going to get those harder to reach places. Um, but yeah, you know, brushing in the morning and at night, I floss at nighttime, sometimes in the morning, definitely not twice a day, always at least once a day and setting realistic goals for yourself. And we try to explain this to patients. It's another thing we strive to do here is never to judge patients because mm -hmm. you know we have all different levels of people and the ways they take care of their teeth. And that's entirely up to the patient. We can only suggest, but if you're gonna leave my office and floss every single day for two weeks and then never do it again, we failed, right? And you failed. Right. Keep it simple, whatever toothpaste, you like to use is fine. We like to avoid toothpaste that have abrasive agents in them. So charcoal toothpaste is no bueno. You know, oh, uh, people are like, oh, but it whitens my teeth. Well, yes, because it's rough and you're literally stripping away your enamel. Um, so it's taking, it's removing sur the surface of your tooth. Um, and then people often get sensitive afterwards because mm -hmm. the pores of your teeth are more susceptible to um, fluid movement, which causes sensitivity, but, um, simple, basic, your, your, your dental products should contain fluoride. Um, uh, we try to avoid sometimes, uh, any, any of those toothpaste that have, you know, like little, um, like those blue balls yep, in that. I know. <laughs> not, no, not great for your teeth either. Um, but also whatever is going to work in your hands, right? If, if you're doing it and you're using, oh, what I was saying about flossing is if you leave and you, and you floss for two weeks, then, and never floss again until two weeks before we come, then we fail. Set realistic goals, something that's attainable and something that you're going to be able to add to your routine and maintain for the long term. whether it means you floss three times a week because flossing three times a week is better than flossing zero times a week. So, Absolutely. so attainable goals. So I have a real question about like, from you, okay, I guess the rule is to visit the dentist twice a year, correct? Yes. So from in between those two visits, is it actually possible, even if you brush your teeth twice a day, floss your teeth at least once or twice a day, for you to visit the dentist, you know, six months later and like not have any issues? That's like impossible, right? Or um, it's not impossible. And it, it happens all the time. Um, so many factors come into play when it comes, when it, in terms of having issues, you know, it's not just, do you have a cavity? Do you not have a cavity? Mm -hmm. It's, 
how do your teeth fit together? Is there an airway issue that's causing clenching or grinding? Um, if if your if your occlusion or the way your teeth fit together is off, even if you take perfect care of your teeth, if you're hitting down too hard on a certain tooth, you can get a fracture. And then I don't care how many times you're flossing, we're talking right. about a microscopic space that microscopic bacteria can get in. And unfortunately for our oral cavity, bacteria thrive in dark, damp places, which is our entire mouth. So when, when it's able to get in through a fracture or a craze, it, it flourishes and it breaks down. And, and we end up, you know, losing that way. Okay, so I'm guilty of drinking coffee. I love it so much, but as we know, it stains your teeth. So I don't know if you're a coffee lover, but what do we do about that? I mean, I would never ever in my wildest dreams tell somebody to not drink coffee because I'm not a monster. Um, <laughs> and also, like I said, I want to be relatable. You know, I want my, I want to be, I want, I want to be able to follow the instructions that I give mm-hmm. my kids. I'm not going to stand here on my soapbox and tell you don't drink coffee and don't drink wine and don't drink soda and don't do this right. because I do all of those things and I would I would it would be hypocritical for me to mm-hmm. tell you not to do it. Um, but the things that we can do to you know take care of our teeth, it's not even just sustaining a coffee. Coffee is very acidic, and acid is uh, we can weaken our teeth. So we want to counteract those the you know the effects of the of the acid and the staining by using fluoride toothpaste or fluoride mouth rinse, which help keep our enamel nice and strong so that when it's susceptible to acid attack or staining, that they're, they can withstand those things. Mm-hmm. Uh, we always say after coffee, lots of water. And we always want to remember never to brush immediately after drinking coffee because you're just taking acid and rubbing it right into the pores of those teeth. And just like charcoal, it'll wear down those that outer enamel structure of your teeth. Okay, good to know. I didn't know that, but now I'm gonna <laughs> chug so much water. Yeah, and and you and you come in for for whitenings. Just yeah. to brighten up whenever you Whatever. need. <laughs> okay, so when you were recalling your first moment when you wanted to become a dentist, it was obviously when you were visiting your own dentist at the time, and you were kind of calculating in my from what I was hearing, like money wise, right? Yeah. So that was basically your definition of success back then. How has that changed? to now? Well, um, you know, it's interesting. Success can, success has so many, many different definitions and so many different benchmarks. Um, And success doesn't always mean happy and success doesn't always mean love and success Mm -hmm. doesn't always mean money. Um, and, and, you know, I think the hardest for me is finding success in things that don't have measurable benchmarks, um, being a successful parent, being a successful partner, being a successful friend. And I think those are the most meaningful things in life, so much more meaningful than money, um, which as a child, you don't really understand, um, as an adult. Sometimes we don't really understand it either. Um, for me, you know, success is is immeasurable because no matter I I have an insatiable need. You know, I I reached what I think is a level of success in my career, and I want more. And I you know, so 
I try not to, I try not to focus on, you know, the definition of, you know, what makes me successful and try to focus more on what makes me happy and what makes me feel fulfilled. And though, and that's my, you know, my family, my relationships, shoes and bags, um, <laughs> happy customers, you know, happy, happy patients and, mm-hmm. and, you know, and, and self, self success, you know, self respect and self love. Mm. Wow. Um, yeah. yeah. I've never really associated self love and self worth with success but that is such a beautiful way to look at it and and it it encompasses so much more than what you do for a living so thank you so much for like letting me know that and my podcast is called the city confessions I love hearing people talk about their stories their jobs but then I also like to dig a little deeper and see what else is there right so for you Dr. Lauren if you can share a city confession what would that be? And let me just preface this as I always do that there's no right or wrong and it's whatever you're comfortable sharing. And it can be something silly, like a fun fact or something more deeper. So what Ooh, is your confession? I don't, I don't know. <laughs> it can be you as a dentist, as a mom, or as just a, as a human being. Yeah. Um, you know, it's not really a confession because I feel like if people <laughs> know me, they know this about me. Uh-huh. But I love the theater. Um, okay. I'm a big theater nerd. Um, and it's kind of like, you know, related to the city also because mm-hmm. I feel like part of the reason to live in New York City is to enjoy everything there is to, to do here. So you can very frequently find me at the theater, or if you're lucky enough when I'm working, if there happens to be a Broadway song on, I will sing every, <laughs> every single word while you're like there. I know uh, sometimes patients wince when I'm working and I'm like, am I hurting you or is it my singing? <laughs> which, which one is it? <laughs> what is your favorite Broadway show or oh, theater show? I don't know. I mean, like I could go cheesy and say something like Hamilton, um, which I saw three times. Mm. Um, Honestly, like, you know, the saying, like, there's, there's no bad day at the beach. Mm-hmm. Like, that's how I feel about the theater. Mm-hmm. There's no bad day about the theater. It's just the experience of going, it never gets old. It never stops being exciting. You know, it's really, it's my happy place. I'm with you on that. And Hamilton was actually the last Broadway show I personally watched. So I love this so much. I, um, I saw on Thursday, I saw American Buffalo. How was that? Um, it was really good. Yeah. Yeah. Really, really good. Oh my God. You're making me want to go now. I need to like, yeah, and now that the, the weather is getting warmer, I like wanted yeah. to more things because like you said, New York is, is so great for that. You can never have like a boring day. And if you have a bad day, it's so easy to switch it up by just, you know, treating exactly. yourself, going out. So I love exactly. that. Exactly. And then speaking of New York, as we're closing this down, I have five rapid New York City questions and okay. you answer it with one word or one sentence at most. Okay. Okay. So uh, if you can describe New York City in one word, what would it be? Um, it's a hard one. Um, glamorous. What's your favorite thing about the city? Uh, the energy. And your least favorite thing? Uh, 
the subways. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, what's your go-to like restaurant or cafe or go-to spot? Let's say, well, we can say T-Bar. Okay. And if you can bank <laughs> New York City for one thing, what would it be? Um, we'll have to say the theater then, right? Yeah, I love it. <laughs> Okay, so now is your chance to plug away. I'm going to have all of your information in the description. And if people are watching, also in the description. <laughs> but if you can share with the audience if you're working on anything or just anything where they can find you, um, let them know. Yeah, so our office is at 1182 Broadway between 28th and 29th. Um, we're taking your patients. All are welcome. Um, my website is literally the best dentist ever.com. Um, and you can make your appointments there. You can follow us on Instagram, Dr. Lauren Becker. I love it. And then the final question to close it out is bringing it back to you. And I would love to know what is your superpower? Oh boy. Um, I guess laughter, you know, to make, to, to make myself laugh. <laughs> You're honestly so full of joy and I like love Thank chatting you. with you. I definitely love your personality and it's a hundred percent different. Like we were saying from the stereotypical, you know, dentist. So I'm Thank so you. glad that we connected and this is just goes to show don't, I guess, judge of judge, like what, uh, what society has implemented or like created for us in terms of things like the dentist and two to just go in it with an open mind and if you don't like your dentist switch it right because yeah. I think sometimes we think we need to like stick with with that environment like that's just the end all be all but clearly you're showing us that that's not the case and that there are options out there so I can't wait to visit you and yes, again we can't wait to see you in person thank you so much for chatting with me and everybody please follow Dr. Lauren I have all for information in the show notes and stay tuned for next week's episode all right bye, bye guys